Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. It is my great pleasure and honor to be joined today on Nothing But Net with the head coach at Rhode Island, one of my dear longtime friends, Tammy Reese, and coach of the year in the A-10. Tammy, congratulations. Well, thank you so much first for having me, Debbie. I thought you were, I thought you were shunning me. I was like, when am I going to get on with Debbie? I was jealous. <laughs> All those other coaches. Um, thank you so much. And I am humbled and blessed that my peers chose me because it could have been any five coaches this year. Um, they, there were some amazing coaching jobs in the A-10. And I'm also blessed with the, I think I have the most incredible staff and my team makes me look pretty good. So um, again, I'm just very humbled. Thank you. Well, I am straight from the workout, a little bit sweaty, but uh, I thought it was important that I got revved up, revved up my engine to be on this podcast with you because that's the way I see you. You are full of energy. You are so fun to watch on the sideline. Where do you get all that uh, energy from and where does the reservoir come from? Well, I think it's just, it's my natural personality. I'm, first of all, I'm very extroverted. Um, I love to talk. I love, and if I don't let it out, <laughs> it bottles up and I think my head will pop off and I'll take it out on my team. So everything you see is just, it's, it's who I am. And the best advice I was ever give, given in coaching was just be you. And I'm, I'm a New Yorker at heart. I'm crazy. And <laughs> it, it, that's how I, I've always enjoyed coaching. That's how I was as a player, very emotional. And so that's just who I am. Um, and I love being full of energy because I, I believe in giving energy to people and not being an energy vampire. And there are a lot of those in, in the game, whether players, coaches, and the least you can do is love the game enough that you show up ready to give. One of the great references to our friend, John Gordon. I love that, the energy vampire. We don't want any of those uh, around us. Okay, Tammy, so um, your team, while you play at a frenetic pace, doesn't play too fast. You know what I mean? Like when you watch your team play, they have great discipline. Uh, you've got a lot of weapons. What is the way that you go about getting the right temperament and cadence and tempo for your team? Well, I, you know, obviously I love to play fast. I was a guard. I love the open floor. Um, we're built to be an opportunistic running team because we have so many, it, we're not quite built to run all the time, but we have great three-point shooting. We have, we have, you know, great bigs. And if we can get out and open the floor, we will. But it took a, a couple months until we really hit conference for the team to understand when to run and when to pull it out uh, again, just learning the game of basketball, the IQ of it. And that's what we had to teach this team is decision-making. When is it? When do we have numbers? What's a great shot? Not a good shot. And, and when do we have to settle down and, and pull it out and leadership, our, our senior point guard, uh, say, say Lassiter does a really good job at that. And, and it took a while, but you know, that's just teaching kids how to play the game of basketball. It, it's not one way or another. And we, we, just, we decided that we trust this team enough to make the decision. When are we getting out in Phoenix? And when are we going to pull back? 
Okay, so I'm going to ask you about numbers because I want you to teach me something about how you teach your team this. Most people understand numbers when you're going in transition, three on two, two on one. What about in the quarter court when you get more numbers on one side versus another and how you work to get that? What are some of the things that you do in your office to try to teach your kids to understand, to read the numbers that way? Well, I think we broke it down in, in parts. As we taught, we teach our primary break first, like you just said, the basic numbers, you know, where we see we have an advantage, we push and we break that down. We call that Phoenix. That's our primary. Then we have a secondary and that's the hardest part is mm -hmm. teaching the bridge between the primary, our secondary, and then our offense. And my offensive coordinator, Agni Amadou, has done a great job in, again, secondary options. And then we flow right into a very simple ball screen, you know, offense. And so when our kids were learning it, we get the ball, we swing it, we don't, we go from one side to the other in our secondary. We don't have a great shot and we know all our options out of that secondary and the ball hits the opposite wing. We go straight into our offensive set, um, right into our ball screen options. And so the flow of it for a basketball player, because we played the game, we understand sometimes kids, mm -hmm. they just don't understand the reads, how we, we taught each segment and then the flow of each segment was very simplistic for our kids. And so we thought that was the best way to go about not automatically pulling it out and having to call a play, but let's flow mm -hmm. into primary, secondary, right into your offense. And a lot of dead ball situations is when we'll call our different sets. But I like to think of it as free flowing. And the kids, they, they grabbed onto that and they gravitated towards that. So that's, that's kind of how we taught it. And then you can teach them how to read the mismatches off of that because the switches and the changes, the different coverages on ball screen offense, right? That's the stuff that I love getting into. I think that is so cool to learn. It's hard to teach and it takes reps to get, a, get into that. Okay, so uh, now I want to ask you about this. Your coach of the year in the A-10, your backcourt running mate, Dawn Staley, is coach of the year in the SEC again. What do you think Debbie Ryan's doing right now? You think she's got her feet up with a little, you know, cigar with a little glass of wine or, you know, what do you think Debbie Ryan's doing right now? Thinking about her two all-stars in the backcourt and uh, two people that I know she loves dearly. You know, Debbie, Debbie should be sitting there glowing um, <laughs> with, you know, she's the reason I'm, I'm coaching. She's the reason probably Dawn's coaching is we had such an incredible experience at Virginia um, not just from a playing standpoint, but how she let us enjoy the game and fall mm -hmm. in love with the game, not necessarily become great players, but she taught us how to play the game of basketball and have fun doing it. And her coaching tree is incredible. It goes mm -hmm. like you can, you can name off Jenny Busek, Tanya Cardoza, Audra Smith, Kathy McConnell, the, the list goes on and on. And and, you know, Dawn and I just happen to be successful. Dawn's always, you know, every year Dawn is coach of the year. Right. But, you know, this year, you know, we did the back. It's funny. The, the backcourt goes in and wins both wins conference championships and, and gets named coach of the year. And it's a credit to, to Debbie Ryan. Um, it really is. And for me, I learned so much. And then I got to go back and coach with Debbie as an assistant. Mm -hmm. So I learned so much from her as a player and as a coach, and she's probably my, my number one mentor. Um, 
And so she should, she should be glowing because her coaching tree is absolutely ridiculous. You know, when you look at Pat Summit, Vivian Stringer, Debbie Ryan, Tara Vanderveer, that's why you coach, um, to teach others how to love the game and give back. And I couldn't be any more proud of, of Debbie. And I don't think she gets the accolade she deserves a lot of times because we didn't win the big one, right? Um, but well, you were there, you were knocking on the door three times, right? Yeah, but she's an incredible mentor. And I don't know about smoking and drinking, you know. <laughs> no, I know. She's probably out there enjoying a good meal, you know, but, but she should be. And, and I thank her every day um, that uh, I was blessed enough to have her as a coach. Uh, I reached out to Debbie recently and because the Virginia family and college basketball lost uh, an incredible ambassador, role model, and a wonderful coach and Terry Holland. And I, I assume that you had a relationship with Coach Holland uh, while you were there. And I was just wondering, just to get your thoughts on what he meant to college basketball and what he meant to the University of Virginia community. He was one of the first people I met on my visit, um, being the men's basketball coach at the time. He was the nicest, sweetest, most giving and supportive. At that time, men's basketball coach, he treated Debbie as an equal. He treated our program as an equal. He, and he, I, I was a little bit taken aback and I, and I got a story. I remember as a freshman, our first huddle and Debbie had us all facing one way and Dawn and we're all in the huddle and after practice. And we, we, all of a sudden we, we feel this, I feel like fur on my back and I'm like, what? And I turn around, it was Halloween and uh, Coach Holland was in a gorilla suit and he scared <laughs> us and he had a bunch of candy and he just, again, that, that was, was Coach Holland. And I, I just remember it are all coaches, men's coaches like this. And I learned later, no, um, to be in the late eighties with someone that, that treated women as equal. And as supportive as he could be, he just was an incredible man. And he's a UVA legend. Um, everyone there fell in love with him, whether he was a coach, an AD, it didn't matter. Um, his history and his, his wahoo wah blood runs so deep and he will be dearly missed. And, and truly, um, I loved him to death. That is a wonderful tribute to Coach Holland. And that is a great story, Tammy, that I know people are going to enjoy. Um, so I know you love Virginia. We all love our alma maters. You know, it's where we learned. It's where we grew, where we had our chance to make our mistakes and move forward. Now you're at Rhode Island. Listen, you've been a hot commodity. There, your name has been out there for many jobs in the past, but you chose to stay and you signed this big fat contract and you love it there. Why? You know, if I was in my 30s, maybe a little younger, I'm, I'm older. I'm not going to say I'm old. You know, but I, no, I'm you're old. not old. I'm not old. Um, and I'm looking for certain things for a quality of life. Number one, I need balance in my life. I, I need my family. I'm an East Coast girl. And people don't understand for me, a fit is everything, especially with people. And, you know, whether people, I listen, I don't believe I should have got jobs last year. And I'm just being honest. I didn't do anything. I was very disappointed in myself and, and that we couldn't win. I hate unfinished business. It still irks me to this day. We went 0-3 in the final four. It, to this day, I still have dreams about it. It bothers me. I believe and, that about you. I totally believe that. And so when we, I didn't, we didn't win the, the conference championship. We didn't win a game in the 
the A-10 tournament. We didn't go to the postseason. We went to the WNIT. It irked me. It bothered me. And so when people were saying, oh, this job and this job, I just thought, why would you want me? I didn't do anything yet. Go get someone that won. Go get a winner. And that's how I truly felt in my mind. I didn't tell many people that, but that's how I felt. And I didn't want to leave. And I promised the AD, I promised Thor, I promised everyone here we were going to win the championship. Some way, somehow, we're going to do it. And so when I evaluate the fit, I, I love, listen, I love Virginia. And they got the woman they needed. Coach Mox is going to be unbelievable there. I just, when I go back there, I look over my shoulder and I don't see Debbie and I don't see Dawnie and I don't see Tanya. It's not the same for me. And it'll never, ever, even if I did take, it would never compare to my four years there with the people I did it with. And I didn't want to do that again. It wasn't a fit for me. I'm not a Southern girl. I'm an East Coast girl. I'm a Jersey, New York, Philly, <laughs> you know, New England. I love I'm not a Midwest girl. I'm not even an LA girl anymore. And so quality of life, my age, what I was looking for, the people I do it with every day and trying to get it done here and be proud of something that I set out to do because in some, some of the places I've been, I haven't finished it off. I haven't gotten it done. And that still bothers me at Virginia. I didn't get it done, but I was going to get it done here. And we finally won one. Um, and that was important to me. So that's why I, I really stayed here. Um, it, when I was young, you couldn't tell my twenties and my thirties that you couldn't, everything was bigger and better. I had to be, you know, I, it mattered what people thought. You're not at the BCS level. You're not this, you're not that. Now I could care less as long as I'm happy. And Rhode Island made me happy. I'm not to say that another place wouldn't, that maybe I don't mm -hmm. want that, that shot. Because if it was the right fit at the right time and fit me, maybe I would. But at that point last year, I wanted to do it here. I, I had unfinished business. I had to get it done. I had to. That is so refreshing to hear because in today's climate, people are always after the next quick fix, the transfer portal, the next quick, quick fix, uh, make, you know, pay me more money in the NIL, the next quick fix. It's all about being around the people and enjoying who you're doing things with. It's so important for quality of life. And that's where the balance and the mental health comes in. And uh, I respect so much your answer and I can feel your energy. Uh, I always feel your energy, Tammy, because I think you're just one of those people that just gives it all the time, like you said at the beginning. Okay, so you mentioned LA and some other things. You've got a very interesting, I don't know if you're the most interesting woman in college basketball, but you've got a lot of interesting things that you've dabbled in. For people that don't know some of the things that you've done besides coaching, why don't you throw them out there? Um, well, first, I left coaching at Virginia in my uh, early, middle 20s because it just didn't fit me. I was immature. I wasn't ready to coach. So I, I went back to acting, which I, I found at Virginia. I took my first acting class. So I, I, I went to drama school in New York. Uh, theater, Herbert Burkhoff, and then Lee Strasberg Institute for, for film and television. Started uh, fitness modeling, landed commercials, landed TV, did some movies, and so got my SAG card in 92. I get I still vote for the SAG Awards. I'm involved in that. <laughs> and then I went back to, to playing in the WNBA five years after I graduated college. 
Um, Val Ackerman called me and I tried out and I got drafted uh, fifth pick first round, got to play a couple of years in the WNBA, got to coach in the WNBA that check off my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And then I went back uh, um, after my head coach got fired. I, I went back and I, I bought a nightclub. I, I was a nightclub owner for 10 years, the Manhattan club in Salt Lake city, which was um, an incredible experience. Um, incredible. It's, it's where I learned everything I know about business about marketing, about fundraising, about everything I, I, off the court here, I learned in the 10 years I ran that nightclub. Um, I was a certified personal trainer. I ran Valley's and Gold's Gym um, training departments. I owned a day spa and salon uh, business-wise. And I think, you know, I wanted to, to be a little bit more than just Tammy Reese basketball because, mm-hmm you know, there's other things out there in life you want to accomplish. And those experiences kind of helped mold me to be ready, not just to be an XNL basketball coach, but handle all the things outside of what mm-hmm. happens on the court. Half our job as head coaches, fundraising, marketing, appearances, all mm-hmm. these, these different things you have to do. And, and I think all my different life experiences have really enabled me to be a successful head coach, not just on the court, but outside the court um, and be able to run a program. I run my program like an, an organization, like a, a CEO. Um, and I treat it as such. I learned how to do that in the business world. And uh, basketball is no different, um, managing people. Uh, so, and then I, I let my kids know, go out and experience some other things. So your other passions, mm-hmm. basketball is one, a little part of your life. Right. There is so much more to life, your family, relationships, your other passions. And that's the balance we talk about. You don't have to be 100% crazy all in. You need that outlet. You need some other passions and some some life experiences to mold you as a young woman, I I believe. And so I let my kids dive in and and try a lot of different things. And I encourage them to do that. Um, And it it really does help you become that well-balanced, well rounded young woman ready to to experience some different things in life. Well, I know the Rhode Island community understands exactly who they get with you. I hope your kids appreciate all the different experiences that you bring to help them become who they are as leaders uh, in the future. And I am so grateful, Tammy, that you had some time. I know how busy our schedules are in March, but I'm so grateful to spend this time with you. I'm sitting in Greensboro getting ready for the ACC Women's Tournament. And I know that's got a special place in your heart as well. And uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what you do in the A-10 tournament. We wish you well and wish you well in the postseason in March. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, and have a blast. You know, I my heart is always, I watch so much basketball, whether it's the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, uh, Big East. I mean, I, I have eight screens going on at a time and I always love watching you commentate, whether it's the men, congratulations on an unbelievable career. But I remember you Thank as you. a player at NC State and all that you've mm-hmm. given to the game. Um, we're so thankful that it's people like you that constantly give back to the game and support our game and promote our game. But Debbie, good luck. Have a great ACC tournament. Love you. And as always, go Rowdy!